You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. Jonathan Larson asked, how can you make someone take off and fly in one of his songs from Tick, Tick, Boom? And I, for the past two years, have learned one way to do it, through the power of community. Welcome to the Latinx in Musical Theater special for season three of Backstage Talk, where we will be featuring artists from across all positions in musical theater, from several Latin American countries and different Latin heritages. I am proud to showcase my Latinx family. I hope you enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Backstage Talk and this season's episode finale. Today's guest is an internationally renowned theater choreographer and director. I have here with me Sergio Trujillo. He is the first ever Latinx recipient of the Tony Award for Best Choreography. He is right now choreographing the Jersey Boys streaming event for TV starring Nick Jonas, and he also choreographed Annie Life for NBC last year. Sergio was honored with the Tony Award in 2019 for Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. He also won an Olivier Award in 2015 for Best Theater Choreographer for Memphis and was nominated for several awards, including a Tony Award for On Your Feet, multiple Drama Desk Awards for Hands on a Hard Body, Leap of Faith, Memphis, and Jersey Boys. In 1999, Sergio made his Broadway debut dancing in Jerome Robbins' Broadway. I think, Sergio, you will correct me, but you were the first Colombian performer ever on Broadway, which is super exciting. And then you've performed in other shows like Guys and Dolls, Victor Victoria, Kiss of the Spider Woman, and Fosse. Under his belt, he has also have other Broadway shows like Next to Normal, The Adams Family, Summer, The Donna Summer Musical, and A Bronx Tale. And he has worked also in the digital concert Viva Broadway, Hear Our Voices. Sergio, you truly cannot imagine what it means to me right now to have you over on the show. So welcome to Backstage Talk. Thank you, Martina. I'm, I'm thrilled to... Uh to be able to join you today and spend a little time just chatting up, having a great conversation that hopefully will inspire your listeners. That's all I care about. 
I know it will. I know it will. So Sergio, tell us a little bit about what made you choose the thespian path in life. Oh, wow. Well, you know, um, I grew up in Cali, Colombia. Um, my family immigrated from Cali to Canada in the mid 70s. Um, growing up as the son of a immigrant comes with uh, many responsibilities and sort of that are unspoken of. And that is you have to pursue a respectable career, one that uh, will allow you to be able to somehow help the family. And that is, mm -hmm. uh, it is, uh, you, in you inherit that. Um, so for the most part, while I was in Canada, I, um, I was very focused on my academics. I was, uh, I, w I wanted to go to university, become a doctor, and that was that. And I knew that if I did that, that I would be able to help my family. But the one thing that I wasn't really paying attention was that my true love for life and my true passion was um, was dance. And I discovered it. I've always danced, even when I was a little boy in Colombia. Um, but uh, growing up in uh, in Canada, I put that aside, but I still loved it nonetheless. And uh, it wasn't until I was my first year, my last year of high school that I went and saw a show called The Best of Broadway. And I saw dancing like I'd never seen before. And, and I looked at that and I, th and I thought, oh my God, that's what I want to do. So I, for the, for, for about, so right, right after that, I went to university. So while I was in university, I was, I was studying biochemistry, but I was also dancing. And being that I started late, you know, I was very focused on making sure that I worked really hard at both. Um, and then I went to chiropractic school and it was during my second year of chiropractic school that I really got the, the you know, got bitten by the love of dance. And I decided to take a sabbatical uh, to come and dance, uh, to dance actually. And I thought if I'm going to dance, I have to do it with the best of rat. And at that time we lived in Canada. So I came to New York City and uh, it was, uh, I came to New York. Uh, I studied intensively for a whole year. Uh, first few months in New York were tough because I didn't know anyone. I made so many sacrifices and um, I, um, I then things weren't going well in New York. So I went to, to LA because uh, I also wanted to, I don't wanted to dance. I wanted to dance in everything. You know, you start late, mm -hmm. you want it all and there's no yeah. patience. Uh, so I, uh, I decided to go to LA because I also wanted to not only in New York, I wanted to dance on Broadway, but in LA, I wanted to dance the music videos, the movies, commercials, you name it. The, you know, I just, but I only had a year. I had only given myself a year to do all of this quite unreasonable, quite unrealistic. Uh, but uh, it was one day while I was taking a class in, um, in with one of my teachers in LA that she mentioned to me that there was an audition for a show called Jerome Robbins Broadway. And I went to the audition. I got kept all the way to the end. Um, I didn't hear from them for about two or three months. By this time, it's June of 1989. I'm supposed to go back to school in September. And I thought, that's it. That's that. I am meant to go back to school you know, I've given it all, you know, a try, and that is not what it's meant to be. And then the end of June, I received a call from from the Broadway producers of Jerome Robbins Broadway asking me if I would be interested in being part of the show. And I flew to New York, and and that was that was my decision to to your question, and that's the answer to your question. That, you know, it was a a path which I took, uh, a path of um, of of sacrifices and uh, of uh, but a a path full of, of joy and passion and love for dance. And what a wild journey. And also you had that deadline. So it, it must have been super hard to like 
getting closer to the deadline, not getting the callback, but fortunately you did. So let's double click on that moment on to Donna Summer next to Normal, the Adams Family, Guys and Dolls, Jersey Boys. So let's double click on your journey in musical theater. Well, so the Jerome Robbins gave me an entry point uh, to dance that really was a blessing. Jerome Robbins is one of our master director choreographers who created West Side Story, mm-hmm. directing choreographer West Side Story, who is just iconic and timeless. On the Town, Gypsy, Fiddler on the Roof, Peter Pan, you name it, King and I. And so my entry point was that of dancing and studying under one of the masters. Um, and my last show that I did on Broadway was called Fosse which was a celebration of Bob Fosse's work. So my entry point as a dancer was Jerome Robbins. My exit point as a dancer was Fosse. Two icons. I could not have, that's right. I could not have studied the art of choreography and direction under better masters. Um, So I knew that, I've known my entire life, even since I was a little boy, that I was going to be somehow a creative force of sorts. And um, it was just a matter of time for me to be able to make the decision when to make the leap. And it was during Fosse that I decided that was going to be my last dance show. And then again, I took a leap of faith that I was going to choreograph. And if I was going to choreograph, I needed to really make a choice, hang my dance shoes up and and not perform, but really commit to choreography. And uh, again, it was, you know, a, a, a time where I really uh, invested in the art. I worked with... Um, assisting other choreographers like Debbie Allen, Rob Marshall, who is the director choreographer of, of the movie Chicago, uh, Jerry Mitchell, um, and so many other great, wonderful choreographers, Michael Peters, who was Michael Jackson's choreographer. So I studied under them. So by the time it came uh, to, to for me to have my first opportunity to choreograph a show, I, I was ready. I had studied. I had, I was ready. I had, I had, worked on the craft. And my first opportunity was um, in the musical uh, All Shook Up, uh, which was done in 2004, I believe. Yeah. And I came in as, uh, as uh, a, a, you call it a show doctor, but this is a, a very basic, basically a choreographer doctor because they were having problems with the choreography of the show at that time. I knew that that was my opportunity to really make a mark. I wrote, I choreographed one, they said choreograph the opening, which was Jailhouse Rock. I knew that that was my chance. I knew that that was my opportunity. And if I could just hit it out of the ballpark, that, you know, that things go would go well. And I did it go very well because then they asked me to choreograph the entire show. So after All Shook Up came Jersey Boys. And then Jersey Boys sort of opened, you know, so many doors for me to have all of these wonderful opportunities. You know, I've always, I've you know, I've had wonderful opportunities along the way, but I've always um, sort of, been incredibly um, specific and deliberate about the shows that I do um, and and um, and the people that I work with because ultimately you know Broadway shows take a long time to do so mm-hmm. uh, one of my my most frequent collaborators is um, is Des Mackinoff who was the director of, of Jersey Boys and it is with Des that I did that Donna Summer musical that we did uh, and we did Ain't Too Proud and many other shows um, but um, that is that is in a nutshell how I arrived at my choreo- my choreographic career and, and double clicked jumped from dancer to choreographer. 
I love it. So I want to ask you for your approach to choreographing and directing in musical theater. Where do you start and what path do you take? What, what What's your process in, 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 in shows, in musicals? So as a choreographer, you know, the, the process is such that I have to really figure out what the, obviously read the script, figure out what the story is about. And then, and then do research. I like to, I like to research the material. I like to really make sure that I understand the world, that I understand the characters. Uh, sometimes I go and learn other dance forms. Um, and, you know, even, even like with On Your Feet, even though I was Colombian and I knew how to do Latin dance, you know, it was important for me to understand Cuban culture. So I went to Havana, Cuba for two weeks and I studied under great Afro dance, Afro dance uh, masters. So, you know, that was part of my preparation for the show. Um, and I believe in that. Uh, and I take a great pride in the preparation before I come into rehearsal. So there's a lot of work done before I get into the rehearsal period. Um, as a director, it, You know, most of the things that I do, I, I'm doing as a director choreographer. And I actually, as the director of the show, I don't put on my, I, I don't put on my choreographer's hat until I'm done working on the actual book of the show and music and lyrics. Because uh, I don't want to get distracted with movement in a way that, you know, because obviously my heart it always goes to dance first. And I think it's important for me to be able to focus on the dramaturgy of the show, of the story, and be able to service and figure out really the world before I even even begin to understand. And so that I can also be able to inform my designers, my, my set designer, my costume designer, my lighting designer, my projectionist. Um, you know, so I stayed very, very insular. You know, I create my own my own director bubble first. Once I once I've done that, then I can move on to to choreography. I love it. So what would be a piece of advice you will tell a younger version of Sergio? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I mean, I, you know, I look back and I think, you know, I, I've done pretty okay. I've done pretty good. But I, I just, I think that, um, that a better version of myself would be a version that was fearless. I am yeah. still fearless, but I think even more fearless than that. Yeah, because you are fearless. I mean, your work speaks for itself. You are fearless. <laughs> I think. I think. I think that. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. And, yeah I yeah, love it. But I love it. I love it. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price, and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
So you've had the chance to work with the biggest names of, on Broadway, with the biggest Latin names on Broadway, um, and you being from Colombia, um, having your background here in Canada, uh, and the story you just told us of New York, then LA, then New York. What is visibility and representation for you in terms of Latins in musical theater? You know, I, I've always kept my blinders on in terms of color of my skin. Uh, I've never really thought, I mean, even when I, when my younger days, when I was just starting out, I never for one second thought that I was in cast because I was Latin. Uh, which I'm sure, listen, I'm sure that that is the reason why maybe I didn't get kept all the way to the end. But to me, it always came back to I wasn't good enough yet. Like I didn't, I didn't train hard enough. I didn't work hard enough. That is why I didn't get the job. And so I think that by not using the, the race card, I think it kept me incredibly realistic about what I needed to do. Um, I, I listen, I think that, um, I think that there is a lot more work to be done in that aspect. Um, and, but I'm in a place now in my career where I can have a hand in that and making sure that that we are being heard, that that Latinos are being seen, that we're being seen, that we're getting an opportunity to to step up to you know to to um, up to bat, um, mm -hmm. and I can see the you know that there's been a shift, not enough of a shift, but I think that um, you know progress takes time and. Uh, But we have to be proactive, and I'm make I'm making sure that I'm have a hand in making and and being proactive and changing the 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 way that um, the casting is seen. That even even the shows are created. So I'm working on 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 a handful of shows that are all about brand stories with, and I'm and I'm surrounding myself with all Latino writers, composers, lyricists. That is amazing, and. You actually answered my next question because I was going to ask you what what can we do to increase that Latin visibility and representation on Broadway? And you just said it. It is working on more stories of brown people, of our stories, and having them on a Broadway stage. So I just absolutely love it. Yeah, you know, and and I think but you know, but it's not it's not really about then the story's just ending up on Broadway because there's a whole world of theater that is to be had everywhere else. And, 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 and Broadway is the, you know, is the, the Olympics of the world. It is the, the place where you want to arrive. But I feel like there is, there is a world where theater can be, can be anywhere. You know, it's, it's all relative. And I think that as long as we have, that we're proactive in making sure that we're creating theater. Um, you know, theater can provide a sanctuary to so many people and especially right now. And, um, and I think that, you know, yes, let's, you know, let's get them, get the stories on Broadway, but ultimately let's get them done. Let's, 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 let's have people like you, younger, younger, um, younger artists get a chance to really be able to have a hand in changing the, the um the tapestry of 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 what what um what broadway is in the theater world is yeah yeah thank you so much for that 
So one of my last questions would be, now that you're working on this handful of shows and stories about Latin people, what is the most important part of creating Latin characters in musical theater? Well, I think I think that part of the thing about this change that I'm talking about and having, and by the way, not only Latin people, you know, Black, Asian, all, all of BIPOC, I think that in the hands of people like us, the characters will be portrayed with the truth that they deserve. Now, that's not to say that my peers that are white or, or what have you don't, you know, it's not fair to them to write and be passionate about a story that may not be about a white character, that it may be about a black character. I'm not taking that away from them. I'm just saying what I'm saying is, is that I think in our hands, I think that we have, we've lived the experience and, and it'll be seen through a lens that perhaps is even more personal. Yeah. I, I, that's absolutely on point. Um, Sergio, thank you so much for being here in Backstage Talk. It truly means the world to me. You are someone that I've looked up to since I knew there was a Colombian performer on Broadway, a Colombian director, choreographer on Broadway. Um, and it truly means the whole world to me to have you here. I have one last surprise question for you. And okay. it is which are your top five favorite musical theater shows? Oh, my goodness. Um, hmm. Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to have to say all of, all of my shows. Um, no. <laughs> um, hmm. oh, they can goodness. be in no specific order. No, no, I know. I know. Um, hmm. Cabaret by Sam Mendes and Ron Marshall. Um, Nine by David Laveau, designed by Scott Pask. Um, Next to Normal, which I did. Ain't Too Proud, which I did, and Jersey Boys, which I did. I love them. Sergio, again, thank you so much for being here. This has been a spectacular wrap-up for this whole Latinx in musical theater special. Um, I'm sending you all my love all the way from Colombia, and hopefully I can go see you or a show of yours sometime soon. Thank you so much for being here. Of course, it's my pleasure. It's a pleasure to talk to you and to, to share my story with your listeners. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 